Traveling the Vortex. Side trip. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. And we decided we'd do something a little different this week. <laughs> Put out a little side trip. Uh, Sean and I actually read Prisoner of the Daleks, which was the... October. Traveling the Vortex Book Club on Goodreads uh, Book of the Month. And so we've been trying in an effort to keep up with uh, the book club and, and follow through and do some reviews. Sean and I read this one, so we thought we'd give our thoughts on the podcast. So here we are. Do you have a synopsis? Um, a really long one on Wiki. Yeah, then never mind. Uh, I, I, I will condense. <laughs> uh, Prisoner of the Daleks by Trevor Baxendale. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's a good summary. I like that. Um, the Doctor encounters some bounty hunters. Turns out they're all Dalek hunters specifically. And he seems to have jumped a time track into a slightly not quite our universe version of events. And uh, he has foreknowledge of things to come uh, regarding the, the, the eventual time war. What will be. I assume this is kind of leading up to the time war. Maybe not specifically the time no, war. No, I, I think you're Maybe right. Maybe it's just one of the wars with Earth. I think, but. You're, I think you're specifically. Well, I think you're right in both accounts. I think this is uh, one of the wars with the Daleks for Earth. You say a different universe. I don't even think that's true. I think somehow he has skipped time track. He's still in universe, but he can't figure out why this yeah. has happened because should be time locked because it is part of the events of the Daleks but I think you're right I think it is it's some foreshadowing of the time war with uh, that may also be uh, going on now with the Time Lords but also on more of a microcosm level the, the relation uh, to the to the war that the that Earth has been having with the Daleks as well so I think you're right there in both accounts but uh, he hooks up with some bounty hunters who are Dalek hunters Absalon Dak was not among them. I was a little disappointed yeah, I was that. a little disappointed myself. <laughs> Felt like a missed opportunity, really. <laughs> but um, they uh, they capture Dolly. Long story short, they wind up falling into a trap and become prisoners Which, of the yeah, Daleks. Yeah, should have been prisoners of the Daleks, but all of it is fine. Um, what do you think? I, I liked it. It's it, it's not the greatest story I've ever read, but I've liked. Uh, I I really like Trevor Braxendale's writing and i think he crafts a fine story here as well um i really liked the girl i can't remember her name um uh, i want to say sarah but that's stella right. stella i the think one, yeah right. yeah i really liked stella of course then we lose her very early in the book but i think it gives the characters motivations for what they do um uh, especially gives the crew motivations for what they do and, and their their distrust of the doctor so early on uh, especially since they find him trapped on this planet, and he pretty much he comes along with what's you know what happens to them as far as being attacked by that one Dalek that that attacks them that ends mm -hmm. up killing Stella. Uh, I like the relationship between the captain and the Doctor and how they've they've kind of got this frictiony relationship, um, and the Doctor doesn't quite trust him. And in fact, there's many times that he and who is the strong guy. Um, Scrum or Cutting Edge? Cutting Edge. Uh, he and Cutting Edge at, at various times blame the Doctor for being in this situation, which you find out rightfully so later because it's a trap for the Doctor. Um, and then, uh, so Stella's gone. and then Well, I it's a tra yes and no. Yes it's, and it's, no, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a trap for the Captain. 
Oh, that's right. You, it is. Yeah, you're right. Because we find out during the course of the events that uh, Captain Bowman is actually Space Major John right. Bowman, and he's a very important figurehead uh, in in Earth's uh, military who apparently dodged it after a couple of battles and just decided he wanted to do nothing more than kill Daleks and that's didn't right. want the responsibility of leadership. Well, at one point, we kind of get the impression that the doc the trap was being laid for the Doctor, and then that's kind of the surprise right. later on is is that. Captain, the captain has a, a, a different past than we're led to and believe. And the Daleks are very happy to have had him captured. And so and then, it, then it comes as quite the reversal when the doctor is going, no, 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 you want me. <laughs> Trust me on this. You want me. Um, I, I kind of like the Br'er Patch moment with uh, the doctor, you know, saying, well, you know, you'd need a TARDIS for that. Because <laughs> I, th- my first thought was, why would you give that information? Oh, oh. <laughs> I had the same reaction. So, so yeah. what, what are you doing with? Oh, that's a trap. Okay, <laughs> clever doctor. But I think it's 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 well devised in the sense that it they they were able to put the TARDIS away and it not be an escape mechanism for most of the story, and then the doctor tricking them to go back to get the TARDIS. I think works really well because a lot of times we've you know we've uh, groaned about the especially sometimes in the Eleventh Doctor era where the TARDIS ends up showing up and being kind of a fix for everything as the sonic screwdriver does sometimes and I think we've always kind of reveled in the uh, stories that put the TARDIS away where you 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 know unaccessible for some amount of time so that you don't have that easy fix to go back in time yeah. and do something. And I, I liked how he did it this this way uh, by taking them away from the TARDIS, getting captured, and then tricking him to get back to the TARDIS. Although the TARDIS doesn't end up being the fix either. It's really the teamwork when they're going down uh, to find... What were they going to find? I can't remember what they... They had to go back down into the... Initially they were there to find fuel, and then the second time... Oh, the key. The key, the key yeah. 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 Um, Which he had all along as well. <laughs> And you know, I had did you at the one point when he said he you know can't find the key to get into the TARDIS when they finally get back to the TARDIS? Did you at one moment go, wait a minute? I swear he put the key down when they were taking stuff out of their pockets to find out what they had yeah. to get out of the. I swear he laid the key down there. So my initial thought was, well, I know where you left the key. It's in the cell. <laughs> you had left it there. But it wasn't until I realized, well, he had pretty much tricked them into coming to bringing him to the TARDIS that, oh yeah, I bet he still has the key on him and he's. Just faking it. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. It completely flew away. (laughs) You had said something that triggered something, and I wanted to mention it. Who's the the other guy? Uh, Cutting edge and what the uh, the younger... Scrum. Scrum. That was another one. They they kill off Stella. (laughs) Then they kill off Scrum. (laughs) And then, you know, it's just it's one thing after another. But I think that it's it's well, it's oh, it's it's painful that you lose these characters that you really grow to like each one of them. It's a testament to the writing in the sense that you barely get to know Stella, but you know enough about her that you feel bad when she dies. Yeah. Same thing with Scrum. Same thing with uh, eventually with Cutting Edge spoilers. If you haven't read this book, sorry. <laughs> no, by the way, <laughs> but as the, as they step through each of these characters, they 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 really draw you into their character as they develop them and make you really fall in love with each individual, even Captain Bowman, which gets this wonderful, you know, uh, revelation of who he finally is. And then the noble sacrifice he's about to make at the end 
And not to mention uh, the the cat like woman. Uh, um. I'm really, it's been so long since I read this book now. I'm relying heavily on you to look these up. <laughs> what was her name? Um, I keep wanting to say Talia, but it's not Talia. It's Coral. Coral, yeah. K-O-R-A-L. Coral. So, you know, and not to mention Coral, who I think I think is sort of the character that I got to know least throughout this, but works really well that she's kind of a mystery through this so that when they develop the idea that her and the captain are actually, you know, in love with each other. I think it works better that way because I yeah. think if we'd have gotten too much information about her, Cora, we would have got could have lost that reveal. Exactly, yeah. that would have that would have. Worked. She, she's the character you get to know the least, but in a way, she's probably the character I enjoyed the most. I liked the fact that she was just this, you know, ba cat woman with yeah, with yeah. claws that could rip open a Dalek, yeah. and she was a good hunter and 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 all of these things. But yet, and she she comes to she she initially is in the position of if the doctor moves wrong, breathes wrong, lies to us, <laughs> right. she's going to rip you right. open, and you believe it. Right. But then she kind of comes to not quite trust, but she at least believes in the doctor, and she's maybe kind of helping sell him to the rest of the crew. Well, that's just it. She seems to have more faith in the doctor. Faith maybe than, is a than, good word. Than anybody yeah. does through this whole thing. And she's really kind of that that bond that keeps him from getting too deep in trouble with the crew. Yeah. So yeah. Which that's the other interesting thing. When when I'll be honest, when this started, I got I don't know, maybe even all the way up to about halfway point with this, and I wasn't sure I enjoyed it. I mean it was a it was a fine story and it was okay. But I you you've got this relatively unlikable gang of, of, of bounty hunters, and then they, they capture a Dalek along with the doctor. And we're fresh on the the heels of Stella dying at this Dalek's hand or suction cup or ray gun. (laughs) And the doctor's there and involved. And so half the crew is blaming him and the other half is just not wanting to talk about it. And so they get in their head that they're going to torture the Dalek. To get information. To get information. And even I, who have no love lost on Daleks, even I was a little squeamish at Oh, really? It's we're, a bit unnerving, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go. And the, and the doctor, obviously, because he's the doctor, is like, well, you can't do that. You can't do that. And there's a part of me that's going, sure they can. Leave them alone. <laughs> and there's another part of me that's like, no, you're, you're, I, I don't want to see this. I don't want to read this. So you've got these unlikable people doing unlikable things, and you kind of run through this whole gambit all the way up to the halfway point. And I was like, I'm not really sure I like this. But then the Daleks show up in mass and become the heavy. Right. And now it's everybody banding together to fight this threat. And all of a sudden it was like, yeah, these guys are cool. These guys are awesome. These guys are this. Right. And I found my enjoyment level really ramping up. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that we went through this difficult period initially because it allowed me to get to know them. It was a completely unconventional way of doing it because they're not heroes. They, you know, they're, they're bounty hunters, right. basically. Right. They're cutting off eye stocks and bringing them home to get paid. Right. Um, well, Which I, I thought was a really great. That's the, the thing is the that. first the first half of this book's almost uneasy because there's yeah. this friction between the crew and the doctor. The, as you mentioned, the the torture scene and the doctor just being completely adamant against that kind of thing, and you know, just and berating them oh. for for doing it. And I agree that that at, at the point where you really st- everything starts to come together. Especially, I think it's the cell. It's the scene with with the captain and the doctor in the cell and they start to have the conversation and they finally have that one moment where they both laugh at so i don't remember what was said but yeah they both kind of have that moment and it's almost at that point that the doctor and and the captain finally become you know a team <laughs> somewhat so 
disagreeing about how to do it, but right, at least right, realizing right. they may or be on right, the same right. side. Uh, the point that I wanted to bring up earlier that I had forgotten is you were talking about when the TARDIS was taken away. And this is one of those that it wasn't necessarily a contrivance or because I'm always shocked when the TARDIS is ripped away from him suddenly. Right. Um, and it's not just that we have to get back to it. It's just, oh, you know, the TARDIS fell out of the bottom of the airship. <laughs> the TARDIS is floating in the ocean. The well, TARDIS we'll has been blown into space. We'll deal with it later. Kind of we'll thing. deal with it later. Yeah. And so in this one, it's the TARDIS is there. And it's on the planet, and it's safe. And we're okay. We're running. We're having an adventure, and we're getting on your spaceship and flying away from the planet. What are you doing? Because yeah. this isn't just I left it the next town over. Right. right. This isn't just it's somewhere on Earth. Right. <laughs> this isn't units going to pick it up in a helicopter. No, you left the yep. planet in another ship, like at warp drive. Right. Right. Okay. I. <laughs> you know, and I'm just. It's weird that the TARDIS affects me that way, that I have this unreasonable (laughs) (laughs) attachment to it. Because it happens all throughout Classic Who. They land, they step out, you never see it again until the final episode. But for whatever reason, it's just, ah. (laughs) Even when it falls off the cliff in, uh, (laughs) what was it, uh, Paladin? One of the Paladin stories? Curse of Paladin. Curse of Paladin. Step out of the TARDIS and it falls off a cliff. Uh, yeah, no, I know what you mean. I kind of thought the same thing. And in the back of your mind, you're going, you can't just leave the TARDIS. So what do you think of Dalek X? Um, I feel... I, I kept thinking in my head, this feels like something that's been done before. <laughs> but... In a way, it's done in a in a, in a clever, um, almost Himmler type character. You know, he was the head of the SS, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's almost done in that way. So I think while it's it felt familiar, it also felt different. It was almost like merging the control not controller Dalek. That's a Cyberman. The like the uh, you know the command Dalek. Dalek Supreme. Dalek Supreme. There you go. Melding that with one of the Cult of Scarrow types, where there's 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 that manipulation or that strategy thinking you know that it kind of thinking outside the box not thinking like a real dalek although then eventually he gets kind of duped i mean which kind of falls back into do- typical dalek form right you know the, the whole manic you know can't see the forest for the trees uh mentality of the daleks but um i thought it was good it was it was a nice fit for this story and i thought it worked pretty well i was i was torn this is a silly reason but when they announced that um the exterminator is the name of the ship that is ferrying him. My, right. my first thought is automatically, I don't think the Daleks name their vessels. Yeah, it's a bit kitschy. That's, that's an Earth thing. It's, yeah. a, it's, you know, it's a sense of pride. It's a sense of unity. It's a sense of, Daleks they would think it's irrelevant. This right. Is, you know, <laughs> what do you call this? Killing machine number seven. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just, to them, it's just a tool. It's yeah. Just a, yeah. So, so that right there is like, all right, I'm going to allow it because, you know, sure. you, you, you've entertained me so far. And then the, um, what was it, the Dalek Inquisitor General yeah. is his official title. Earth Forces call him Dalek X. Right. And he's apparently second in command of Supreme, and um, he's a very fearful Dalek. And I'm just, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I think why I'm okay with it, though, is because we have hierarchy within the Daleks. We have the Emperor. We have this uh, Dalek Supreme. We have the, you know, so... To me, it was just another level that we hadn't, you know, explored I suppose before. There's, there's that element to it. I mean, just the idea of Inquisitor General. Yeah, that that to me almost says like 
interrogation torture right. specialist, right. possibly even judge. You yeah, know, sure. and and that seems a weird dichotomy of Daleks society, right? To need this. Well, that's that's why I that's why I think that I, I sort of meld that with the 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 type of Dalek being the Dalek Supreme with the uh, well Dalek Sec no Con no Sec Sec Sec, where it's a Dalek that has a specific purpose and different than just your average Dalek in order to because you're, they're going to have it's almost like that. Did you read uh, the the War Doctor novel, uh, Engines of War. Mm-hmm. You know they had the, the strategist doc, uh, Daleks. It was almost like it was it was a, a, another layer of the Daleks that you don't generally get in Dalek stories, because it always seems like even though there's a hierarchy, it always seems like that the, the Daleks are always very two dimensional. They're just they're, there's there's this one dimensional idea or, or or action, and to introduce something like Dalek X, I think that works a little bit better because it gives another layer or another level to the Daleks. I think maybe that's what I liked about. Yeah, as it went on, I I I, I liked him. Well, I didn't like him, but I. I'd... But he reverts to type eventually. <laughs> he does. He he becomes megalomaniacal screaming. Yeah, exactly. in a tank. Exactly. Who's tricked? You know, right. and it's kind of like, which I don't know. We 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 talk about the master having an mo, uh-huh. and and the Daleks certainly have an mo. But it's, um, I guess, in a way, kind of refreshing because I don't know if you could beat them without it. I mean, the moment the Daleks figure out that they are their own worst enemy is the day that the galaxy falls. Right. Because there's nothing left to fight them with. Right. Other than a bigger gun. Which I think is what what works to ratchet up the... uh, layers of the Daleks and give us something a little different because yeah, if 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 it's that just normal every day that the doctor defeats every time, which we know he isn't gonna defeat the Daleks again this time. He just that's the way it happens. But to to ratchet it up to a different level and give us a, a, something unique and different, I think that kinda works. Yeah. And it worked for this story as well. So like I said, I, it was it was an enjoyable read and I, I really like um Trevor's style. That's yeah. what carried me through a lot of the beginning part yeah. when I wasn't sure I was enjoying the story. Um, and then we got into the second half of it, and I did really wind up enjoying the story immensely. But um, the, fir- the first half was a little rough. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think the one scene that I, I'm i not sure that whether I liked or didn't like, but I wasn't sure if it was even necessary, when the Doctor goes back to the planet where the explosion is, and Dalek X is still alive, but like barely. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the Doctor gloats over the fact that, you know, he, that Dalek X lost, and that he's going to have to live with this forever because he's not dead. He's still living, and his power cells are still going to sustain along. him. But it was almost—it almost felt a little undoctor-like. But it made me kind of wonder if this is placed in. You know, well, obviously, it's placed when the Doctor's traveling alone, and we have that. You know. The, the ego doctor the you know that we had in uh, 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 Waters of Mars and that kind of thing where you know he was uh, w- w- you you have a name for it did he always say uh, Time Lord uh, Time Lord Victorious Victorious yeah and, and so it almost wonders if that I almost wonder if that scene is kind of meant to hint that there's that element of the doctor still there because you don't get any of that really in the rest of the story but he shows up there to gloat he doesn't directly gloat but it feels like he's gloating over, over he does it, it, he, he lets him know hey by the way you, you you guys not only lost the stronghold where you were at 
uh, you're in retreat across the galaxy. Right, Earth forces right, have rallied. Right. Just wanted to let you know. Right. You know, oh, by the way, you're, you're, it's been 5,000 years. You're still not dead. Right. You know, but the radiation here is going to keep you around for a little bit. And, um, you know, Dalek X basically says, I'm going to find you. I'm going to hunt you down and right. find you. And the doctor says, bring it. I'm ready. Right. I'll be waiting for you. You know, and it's it, it, you're right. It's kind of that touch of the the, the specials, dear Dalek, yeah. doctor. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and I don't know if it was meant to be. Is it is it Trevor giving him a, a a way to cement the fact that he could bring back Dalek X at some point? Could be. Further story. It, it, it could be that. It, maybe I, I don't know if it was meant to really enforce the, the the Time Lord Victorious aspect, or if it was maybe meant to kind of give us what was supposed to be a satisfactory feeling of the reader gloating because Dalek X was so despicable and horrible. Exactly, and, evil. and I think that uh, that was my other point. I was going to I was, was that a service for the for the reader, which is which I think you're saying. Um, so I can see it kind of going either way because I, I think it kind of works both ways. But you're, I agree with you. It's kind of like I didn't know, know that I necessarily needed this. Yeah. But maybe, the mo- some, the, the maybe moment, some readers did, though. The moment you trick him and Dalek X does something stupid, I kind of be like, ha, 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 yeah. <laughs> stupid Dalek. You got your, you got your comeuppance. But, um, yeah, no, I quite enjoyed this one. I'm glad I read it. Um, it's a Dalek story, so I knew going into it, I'm probably <laughs> going to enjoy it. But there are some stinker Dalek stories. Well, I liked it better than Deep Time, which is another Trevor's. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked Deep Time okay, but yeah, this was certainly much better. And I, I just, I like, yeah, you said it before, but I really like his uh, style of writing. So. All right. Well, there you go, re- uh, readers. Well, readers and there listeners. There you go, readers. <laughs> our, uh, our take on uh, Prisoner of the Daleks. And I, I think we're, what we're going to try to do is, is do some more of these uh, as side trips so that we can uh, kind of give our reviews uh on the books as we do the book club from time to time so i guess look for another one and just as a reminder that uh this will come out it's still november so uh the november book is in the blood i don't have the author off the top of my head uh but that one is still available which is a uh a 10th doctor and donna uh, novel uh and the poll is up i don't know if it's been decided yet or not for next month i, I don't believe it has been i don't think i don't think they finalize it until yeah december 1st um, or November 30th, I suppose. If you're hearing this and you're not a member of the book club, obviously go to Goodreads and sign up for it. Uh, it's run by some very, very good friends of ours uh, from the Five-ish uh, Fangirls podcast uh, who moderate that for us, and we're very thankful um, for that. Especially Holly, who I think takes the lead on that for month to month. And um, they, they, you know, we, we, we get together and we read a Doctor Who book every uh, week, and of course there's a comment page. You know, if you've, you know how Goodreads works. There's comment pages and message boards and all that kind of stuff, and you can find some new friends and and uh, and talk Doctor Who. So this is just kind of the audio version of that because we wanted to try and tie the two a little closer together. And um, it was difficult when I was in school and not able to read things, and now I'm able to read things. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what's next month's book? I'm ready. Bring it on. <laughs> well, it helped me reach my uh, Goodreads goal for this year. So I've I've tipped over now. So <laughs> of course, all the reading we've done this year is. I feel a little bad looking at my Goodreads, uh, my, my goal, and it's like it's all Doctor Who, Star Trek, and and, and graphic That's novels. What mine looks like but, too. Yeah. That's what I'm reading this, this, this well, year. Well, you know what? Yeah. As long as you're reading. That's I've got I'm one here. Stephen King book in there. I, I, I normally read novels. I'm just catching up on other stuff this I've week. I've got, um, uh, uh, oh, I've blanked on his name. Like, oh, Stephen Fry's third autobiography in there that I read. I read Ready Player One this year. So I got, I got mixed a couple, up a little bit. A couple legit couple titles, legit in, titles with your, in there, yeah. <laughs> with your young adult no, stuff. No, <laughs> a few non-Doctor Who <laughs> yeah. novels in there. 
but anyway, you know, so, uh, yeah, go to, go to Goodreads and, and give it a try and you can find the links on our website and, uh, as well. So yep. thank you once again to, uh, uh, Holly and the, and the, the gang for, uh, for doing that. And, uh, I think that's, I think that's it. it. Let's wrap it up. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. Cheers. Good night, everybody. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.